and welcome to what I'm calling Season 2 of the Unconventional Family Podcast, which would overall be number 15 total. 15, yep. This Uh, is number 15, or we've already done No, this would be number 15. Nice. Okay. Yeah, this would be 15, but I'm going to call it Season 2, and we'll try to do 14 or 15 each time, take a couple of weeks off, and then we'll try not to make it as long this time as being off. Uh, yeah, <laughs> Huge that was momentum totally killer. not planned. <laughs> Huge momentum killer, but I don't leave in, I think the reason why will be a good life update. Uh, yeah. Uh, you're taking that one. Why have we <laughs> been MIA? Well, let's see. Well, did we, let me ask you some questions. Did we quit? No. Are we unexcited? No. Hmm. Are we not planning on continuing? Obviously. No. Yeah. What's been going on, Mom? Uh, we moved. And it wasn't just like your simple, hey, we're moving to a new house. We moved into a place that you already know that we had to get move inable. Yep. And then, so that included a lot of painting, a lot of cleaning, a little bit more painting, a little bit more cleaning. And, and I, then... Let me jump in there. I know sometimes people think like, oh, well, you know, just paint the house. That's what, a day or two project? Which ordinarily it probably would be. But um, what you have to remember is and a lot of people I don't think understand this. Yeah. And I'm not, it's not like a sympathy party or anything, but I, I was just counting up like, okay, so so I work a 40 to 50 hour a week job. Yeah. Um, I'm a real estate agent on top of that with, with clients and things that I have to deal with. Yeah. <laughs> um, I am the executive pastor at our church, the senior elder at the church, the interim children's director and the interim youth pastor. Small um, group teacher. Small group teacher uh, every Wednesday every other Wednesday I have two kids one of them has always got something going on yeah and I still have to be get to be a father and a husband so after all that is said and done um, then we got to work on the house then I get to work (laughs) on the house so uh, you know with the time change and being you know having all this other stuff going on there there's not there's not a couple that I know that hustles harder than we there, right. there is not another couple that I personally know. Like you got Chip and Joanna Gaines and all these people, of course, but I don't personally know anybody that, and that's going to sound self-serving, but I don't mean it to be. I actually mean it to be inspirational. Oh, absolutely. Anyway, you were saying we had to pay. So yeah, we did that. And then we kind of did like a slow move for about two weeks. I think it was. And then we did a big move. And right as we were starting, you know, some renovations, which we've got a pretty cool one going on in the bathroom, November just kind of took my family by storm and not going to talk about it a whole lot because that's what I do. I don't talk about it a whole lot. It's the unhealthy portion of me. Uh, I lost both of my grandparents on my dad's side nine days apart. Um. And so now it was just kind of getting through that. We had to get through Thanksgiving, which our family was supposed to be up in Dallas with my grandparents for Thanksgiving. We just had to make it through this and kind of get situated as to this is, this is the new life um, without them. And that's all I'm, that's all I'm going to say. 
Well, and so now and, we're and yeah. that 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 leaves some questions. So I'll fill in the questions. Obviously, there's a lot of this COVID stuff going around. Her grandfather was diagnosed with COVID, but it should say on his medical forms that pneumonia is the reason he passed away. Yeah, um, double pneumonia. 84 years old. Uh-huh. So he lived a, a nice full life. And one day on the podcast, I'm going to honor them, but I'm not ready to do so yet myself. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, there's a very interesting stories behind both of them. And I'd like to tell a lot of their stories, but um, he's 85. 84. No, 84, I think. 84. Yes, he did have COVID. Um, he was 84, had pneumonia, was overweight, had yeah. sleep apnea, yep. had a lot of things going on. Um, he, had, he had some dementia going on as well. Nine days later, grandmother passed away, not from COVID. No, she was actually getting better. We were planning on her getting out of the hospital. And she had some internal bleeding. Yeah, some the, bleeding caused by a blood, blood thinner that was given to her because she had Rona. Um, so sometimes the treatment is worse than the thing itself. Than the actual illness. Yep. And then... Um, and, and by the way, I just want to... Oh, go ahead and say that, and then yeah. I have something I want to chime in. And then she pretty much, after my grandpa passed, had a made-up mind that she was done. So yeah. on top of the she bleed... She was 85. She was 85, yeah. yeah. Um on top of the bleed and then just a made up mind. She, yeah, she wouldn't, she wasn't going to make it out. So, yep. And so, um, I would like to point out that these people just to help you at home, if you don't know where to stand on this COVID thing, they completely isolated themselves. from all. Yeah. And both of them still got it. Yep. Like until, <laughs> yeah. Didn't go grocery shopping. Right. Nothing. And so on the converse side, you have a grandmother that is close to 80 years old. She is 80. She is 80. Okay. Yeah. Your mom's mom. Yep. And she does not isolate herself from it and has not contracted it. Correct. So I think it's just honestly a matter of you're either going to get it or you're not going to get it. Yeah. No matter what you do. There also is some research that says that um, a vitamin D deficiency can either make it easier to contract and make it worse to get. My position hasn't changed on this. I still think this is all blown out of proportion because the data is still the data. And the data still says that 98 point whatever percent of people recover fully from this uh, very flu-like thing. Uh, there's a couple of my friends that have it right now. Make no mistake about it. I mean, you know, when you had the flu, you've had the flu multiple times. Yeah. When you had the flu, I mean, you felt like death warmed over, right? For about three to four days. Yeah, and yeah. That's, what, that's what my friends that have it are saying. And, you know, and, and we're not, I, I am not minimizing that the thing sucks. Right. Like the flu sucks. Yeah. I guess I've never had the flu. The flu Stre sucks. Strep sucks. And I've yeah. had strep like three times in my life. I mean, the common cold bothers me. I don't like any of it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I saw this, I saw this thing. I don't know if it was a quote or something, but it was like, sir, you're, uh, sir, are you walking around with, COVID or something. I'm going to have to find it because it's yeah. hilarious. I read it to you. And this guy looks at this lady and says, ma'am, have you ever seen a man walking around with a fever? And Oh, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like, like, sir, do you are you walking around with COVID? Like, yeah. Have you ever seen a man walk around with even a fever? fever? Like, no, yeah. you're, just, no. you're just out for the count. When men get, <laughs> you know, cold chills and a, and a sore throat, they are like down. But anyways, so that's kind of 
that's where we've been. Um, ready for November to be over, which tomorrow it will be over. Yep, we're it's recording Sunday night on the here. 29th. And um, if you hear a noise that sounds like we have intense gas, (laughs) our little pug dog, Coco, is violently Violently snoring. snoring (laughs) And I don't want to edit it out. Just leave it there. She's part of the fam. Yeah. And it's it's hilarious. But she, um, her snore rivals any man. So the boys are good. Boys are great. Um, Football's football season's over. Um, Thanksgiving break is over as of tonight. Yep. Wyatt goes back to school. Uh-huh. Um, all over his homeschool. But he's uh, back in school tomorrow. Gets back on his homeschool tomorrow and uh we march on towards no, home renovations. No significant and, updates no. in the front of what's going on with our situation. Uh, no update at all, in fact. Um, other than Wyatt no longer visits with that that side of the biological the biological family at all, right. period. Uh, which I'll tell a little bit more of that on a future episode. But he basically told him to kick rocks. Yeah, and uh, that's what happens when you become grown man status when you're about sixteen, seventeen years old. That's what you kind of have the ability to do in life. And, Grown man's hashtag grown man status. You make grown man decisions. <laughs> That's what you can do. So <laughs> no no update there. So No. Um if you want to see the home renovation in live true form, then get over to my Instagram because it will be back in full force tomorrow morning. And it is unconventional mommy. And then Cross my fingers. I can really put some work in on the blog and get everything up there and kind of show you some pictures of where we're living and what it looks like now, what it looked like when we started. And yeah, it's pretty cool. It's a house built in 1938 for those of you that don't know. Yeah. And um, we, we've got some really cool plans for it. So that's so, what's happening in our life. Um, what's happening in the world I mean, mass hysteria and insanity. Um, I put in my little notes here for this this podcast to just talk about this. Just stop the stop the insanity. Yeah. Um, the election, um, all of what's going on with that is insanity. But what I did want to touch on about it is is the blatant um, bias and censorship that is going on from the major social media platforms. You may not know this or not, but even when the president of the United States posts something, Facebook tags everything he posts with some sort of mm, contradictory statement. Um, Really? Yes. I didn't know that. Yeah, go look at it sometime. You'll see it. Um, They have been caught, basically. Um, Facebook um, and Twitter, mainly, are the two ones, have been caught, basically, manipulating the algorithms so that they basically, I know this is heavy for y'all to hear, but these platforms are basically, and YouTube is involved with it too. They're basically, and and like they're being brought before Congress. Like this is a real thing that's happening. They're basically manipulating what you're able to think about. What, what comes to your, your, right. So that didn't sound right. Right. Don't edit that out though. Just let this process play out here. 
not what you're able to think about, but what you do think about. Okay. So thought always happens from some, from a suggestion or something that's in your line of sight, either in your mind or in your line of sight, your vision, your ears, whatever. Right. Yeah. So in social media, um, you're not going to think about, um, you know, the right to life project, you know, um, people that are fighting against abortion, yeah. if you never see their stuff, right? The only way you'd think about it is, is if you had a personal conversation, but in the world of social media, and people might think this is conspiracy. This is not a conspiracy at all. This is very mainstream knowledge that, um, that these, these companies are manipulating basically the way people think. Now, what I used to say when I discussed this with a friend of mine named Brennan, he was bringing this stuff to my attention. And I said, well, they're a private business. They can do whatever they want. That's not like the government censoring your thoughts. I mean, right. the owner of Facebook is the owner of Facebook, and he can do what he wants to do. As Brennan pointed out and finally won me over on, sometimes an organization <laughs> is so big and, get this, subsidized and tax given tax breaks by the government that they may not be the government, but they are so well attached to the government that they should have to abide by governmental laws and not just private citizen laws. Oh. Um, it's like, think about this, like credit card processing companies like Visa, everybody's debit card is either Visa or MasterCard. Right. So these companies are so big that they're, they are not able to do things that violate your freedom of speech, freedom of whatever expression, all these things, because it would inhibit you from even living life. So there's a big debate going on, but what's going on, I think there has been a massive shift. Um, I know people think it's just a bunch of Republicans that are mad. Um, a lot of people are escaping the MeWe, which is a, um, a Facebook-style platform yeah. of social media. Um, there's another one called Tapper, another one called Parler. But this is all going on. The reason I'm saying stop the insanity, um, in 2020, we are, um, we are seeing things like um, – all of the shutdowns, right? Right. We're seeing governors step out and tell people you can't have more than six six people at your own personal house. Right. Now, look, I'm just not going to go with that, okay? Yeah, wasn't California talking about shutting off people's, like, water and electricity yes. that they had? And the governor okay. of Oregon, Kate Brown, Governor Kate Brown, if your neighbor looks like they have more than usual over there, call the police. <laughs> now I'm going to be honest with you, man. I'm going to be honest with you. I made a Facebook video about this. I know um, I have like a handful of friends in social media world who aren't going to say anything to me, but I know how they feel. And I know I make them mad every time I come out with this stuff. Yeah. Uh, and if you listen to this, thank you for listening. But I also know you're mad about my opinion and no love lost. I still love you, but here's the deal. As soon as if, if there was a police officer come to my house and say, I'm sorry, y'all going to break up your little Bible study, your family dinner, whatever you're doing over here. First of all, I'm not guaranteeing you that we even comply. Okay. No, but I'd be we, asking him if he wants to write a check for all my bills. <laughs> <laughs> you pay no light bill around here, homeboy. You, you don't pay my bills. You don't tell me what to do in my house. <laughs> I love that. Yes. So as soon as the police officer got off of West Jackson, and turned over on uh, South Cottrell Street and made it over to Clark. Mr. McCutcheon's knocking on the neighbor's door. I would immediately, <laughs> I would immediately be having a face-to-face -face conversation with which, whichever neighbor. 
turn me in. And I know you probably, well, how would you know? I promise you, my kids have found out over the years, I am worse than the CIA. I will always find out yep. information. I'm good at it. Yeah. And then I said this on a video, and I know this is like a oh, family podcast. Whatever. And if your attitude isn't just right, and you snitch me out to the cops for having a family dinner, you might catch his hands. Right. Like, we might actually, like, I don't know when this became, like, taboo to say in the world that every once in a while somebody doesn't need just a good old-fashioned country butt whooping but every if you're nosy enough to call the police about your neighbors don't let governor kate brown get your butt whooped yeah don't, don't let your governor get you catching these hands stop the insanity yeah right people um i saw i saw this comment float around it was on tiktok and there's this dude that's just refusing to go wear masks anywhere and he's documenting his journey <clears throat> and this guy wrote on there and said, I promise if you're anywhere around my kids without a mask, I'm going to sucker punch you. And, and of course, you know, I'm sure the guy that wrote that is probably like super pale white. He's probably still living in his mom's basement in Minnesota. Yeah. He's probably like 115 pounds. Right. You know, like this is stop the insanity. Ready for some more insanity. Did just the other day. A teacher in California, there's a video clip going around about video. All right. I'm not guessing here. I watched the video. And she says, hello, friends. First of all, they call their class, their class friends. They See do that? that around here, too. I know. And they do that around here, too. And, and it, I think every teacher who hears this ought to immediately stand up to that. Yeah. They're not your friends. They're your students. Yeah. You are their teacher. You are in charge. Yeah. And <clears throat> says, hello, friends. And so the kid's name is like Philip or Scott or something. Anyway, yeah. um, little Scott is no longer going to be called that. She is going to be called, and it's a boy. She is going to be called Phoenix. And Phoenix likes to use girl pronouns, female pronouns. And we're going to just say an affirmation over her. May you be healthy, happy, and wise in your true self. You better, you better stop speaking oh. dem demonic curses over them children. Oh. Stop the insanity. Yeah. Stop the insanity. They've got yes. police arresting people in parks for not for, for gathering in too many, more than six people. In other words, if you see somebody you know in the park in some of these states, you have to avoid them because if they find out that you all came there together, they'll arrest you. Stop the insanity. They're, yeah, they're, they're, it's gotten, it has gotten out of hand. It has made people, as if people weren't nosy enough. It has made people incredibly nosy. I know just from some like influencers that I follow on Instagram, anytime that they post a picture that they're out and about or they're with friends, there's always these people commenting like mask question oh, mark. Yeah. Hope yeah. you're wearing a mask. Hope you're social distancing. Can we talk about lady. that for a second? Can we, can we dive into that for a second? So there's significant research that came out about cloth masks, specifically mm -hmm. cloth. Okay. Which is what half of these people and you people listening it's what you wear, okay? So there is a measurement on, um, like, I forget what it's called, and I should, you know, I should be more informed if I'm going to talk about it, but this is super off the cuff. It's like a micron or something. It's a form of, it's like measuring like an inch or something, right? Okay. Except it's much smaller, okay? So there's a measurement for what bacteria and different things are measured in, right? Right. So, like, think you were measuring sand it would be so many microns or whatever so the research came out not from not from some donald trump loving anti-science community 
but from a professor that got her degree from Cal Berkeley, California. Yeah. That says if you're wearing a cloth mask, it is the equivalent of trying to hold, I believe she said, something smaller than a golf ball behind a chain link fence. The odds of that stopping it are very, very low. Yeah. Right? You're, you're not stopping anything. Right. You're putting a chain link fence. It, it was smaller than a golf ball. It was like tiny. Yeah. You can't stop that with a chain link fence. Yeah. Okay? There were certain types of masks that absolutely do stop it. And I think there's there's these not the little not the little um, sanitary masks like your dentist wears, which is what I always have on. Yeah. Okay. But we're talking about like I don't, I don't think it's N95, whatever. I, I'm not educated on that. But it's the one with the big filters on them. Yeah. Yes, there are some. But even those, if you have facial hair, there has to be a seal right with the little rubber gasket around your nose, down around your chin. You can't have facial hair on, or it's not sealed properly. You are not. You are not going to stop the insanity. You are not going to be able to sit out and hide and defend yourself from this flu. Okay, it is time to say it how it is, and I'm going to make a statement right now, and it is what it is. This is a real flu that has been really exploited to carry out the agenda of the radical far left to control what you do in your house, to steal your freedom, and to see how much of it you will sacrifice for, quote, safety. Here is what I say. You can't have an inch of my freedom for any safety. Yep. None. I'm done with it. Stop the insanity. Stop the insanity. Let's move on to something that is not Rona-related. Please. <laughs> um Sadie Robertson. This is the topic out, of the day, right? This is the topic of the day. Sorry, I just jumped right in. That's okay. Uh, Sadie Robertson put out. Well, explain who that is, real quick. Some people don't know who that is. She is the duck. She is a daughter of one of the guys from Duck Dynasty. So her grandfather started. Phil Robertson. Phil Robertson. I forget is, his name. Who is the, the the greatest man on the face of the earth right now? Yeah, started Duck Dynasty. Her father, Willie Robertson, um, became the CEO of it. Anyways, left like a a huge position. What did he do? Like Mark? I don't know. He was he was in business. He was some sort of CEO or something. Yeah, huge. Came over to Duck Dynasty. Anyways, Duck Commander was the business. Duck Dynasty is the show. There we go. Okay. But anyway, so, long story short, Sadie Robertson is. Very, um, she preaches. She's a Christian influencer. Uh, I think she's a model. There's a lot of things that she does. But uh, we follow Sadie Robertson. She's kind of like the female Tim Tebow. Yes. So carry on. What did she do? Very much so. So she put out on Instagram, she put out a poll. And she just said, I'm interested in knowing how many of you, whenever you go to church or whenever you're listening to a preacher or teacher, like to be... Um, shoot, what is the word? Challenged. Challenged. There we go. Sorry. It's words are hard to come by right now. How many of you like to be challenged? She came back a few hours later. I guess it's been almost all day because I just saw it this evening. And she said, now I want to ask a question because 22,000 people said that they do not want to be challenged when they are listening to a preacher or teacher. That to me is, that to me is the insanity. Well, like 
Do you think you have it all figured out and that you are at the top of where you are ever going to go that you don't need a challenge? You don't need someone to push you? Like, how is that possible? So, like, what do you think the average is for for just everyday people? And this, the question was specifically from a preacher, pastor, or something like that? Yes. Okay. Well, let me take, let me take this head on, okay? Yeah. If you're preacher, teacher, pastor in a religious faith, like, assuming, you know, Christian teacher, pastor, or something like that, is not challenging you in some way, then they're not a preacher or a pastor. I don't know what they are. They might be an inspirational speaker, but even the inspirational motivation, motivational people I listen to challenge me. Yeah. So this was, I went and found the exact thing because it's, it just happened today on Instagram and said, when you listen to a sermon, do you genuinely want to be challenged by it? Okay. And then her follow-up was over 22,000 people said they do not want to be challenged when they hear a sermon. This should not come as any surprise. Let me finish what I was going to say. Even the yeah. motivational speakers that I listen to, Steve Harvey challenges you. Oh, and he's yeah. Still a preacher. Yeah. You know, like the people I listen to that aren't, I mean, even, even, let's even go here. Even super non like, non holy, like just business, like Gary Vee and people like that. that Trent Shelton. Uh, I mean, they're going to challenge you. Every. Look, look, let, 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 let me read it. Let me read a quote, and then I'm going to tell you exactly. Makes what's my head on. itch because I'm I'm totally confused. Someone challenging you to be better is not an attack; it's an act of love. Yes, it is not an attack, and we live in a generation that feels like you're being attacked. Why are you attacking me? <laughs> <laughs> and so, speak. Let's speak to families, and then I want to go back to this whole church concept. Yeah, families. Um, we ought to be challenging our kids and specifically unconventional families. Let's speak to that for a second. Just because a child is adopted or fostered or a stepchild or whatever, um, that doesn't mean that you don't challenge them because you don't want to hurt their little feelings. Uh, if you don't challenge them and you leave them as they are, then you're not really making them a part of your family. Right. right? You, you got to bring them all the way in and see the Bible says, <clears throat> that God is like a father, right? And a father corrects their child. <laughs> this is what happens. And um, I'm going to read you. I'm going to read you something. You did not fret uh, at this result. In fact, this result of this poll is really just the fulfillment of prophetic scripture out of the Bible, which I'm going to read to you right now out of the New Living Translation. It's found in 2 Timothy 4, verse 3. And maybe I'll go to four, but it says this for the time is coming when people will no longer listen to sound and wholesome teaching. They will follow their own desires and will look for teachers who will tell them what their itching ears want to hear. They will reject truth and chase myths, but you should keep a clear mind in this situation and don't be afraid of the suffering of the Lord work at telling others the good news and carry out the ministry that God gave you. Look. Yeah. We should know. Like, this is, it specifically says here that people will look for people to tell them what they want to hear. 
Now let's talk about this on an interpersonal level and not on a on a church uh, family. Le- I mean, on a church uh, ministry level. Let's talk about it from this perspective here. <clears throat> I know people that 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 um, when they're going to make a life decision, no matter how minor or how major it is, they ask more than one person for advice. Yes, and typically. They take the advice that is most palatable and acceptable. They find the person that tells them the easiest resolution and they go with that. What is that? That's people seeking out people that will tell them what they would really rather hear. Yeah. I need to lose weight. Now, I have been offered um, a coworker of mine um, has this program that they're on and he's losing weight. It's super simple. It's like shakes and bars and stuff. Okay, maybe. And then I had a, a family member actually tell me about some diet pills that he was taking, and, and, and yeah, it's working all that. But if my good friend and my personal trainer Matt Lopez, if I ask him, here's what he's going to tell me: uh-huh. You need to eat whole foods, you need to eat raw fruits and vegetables, and you need to burn more calories than you are taking in, and it is going to take hard work, Jason. Yeah. That and you know what. I am more drawn to the advice of Matt Lopez than I am to these other two people. And their resolutions are easier. But I was raised from the time of a small child by grandfather, grandfathers, grandmothers, and parents that didn't leave me as they found me. I think you appreciate it more if it is something that you have worked really hard towards. That's right. I think there, and I'm not saying that you can't appreciate things that are given to you because it's, it's awesome. The things that growing up decently privileged, I would say, um, I am super thankful for that, but things that you really had to work your butt off for you, you don't let those things go as easily. You hang on to those things a little bit tighter. But yeah, I just, I can't imagine never wanting to listen to something, a sermon or a podcast or read a book, you know, like self-help books are huge. But being challenged, I feel I feel like that's necessary. It's necessary Absolutely. if you want to grow in any area of your life. You can always be doing something better than you are. doesn't mean that you're not doing a great job at whatever you're doing, but I really don't have words for it. I did not think you know, that many people. You know, your, your, your grandparents just passed. Yeah. They were born in the 30s. Yes. Right around when this house was built. Yeah. Um, and this is connected to what we're talking about. But I was sitting here thinking, why? I know some people think, oh, this dude is kind of hard. Yeah. It's kind of harsh. Why have I had a mentality in my life that is different, that's a little tougher than the average bear who's still in their 30s? I'm 39. Yeah. I'm going to tell you why. Because a lot of people my age, their grandparents were born in the 30s, the 40s, and the 50s. Yeah. But my parents had me late in life, which placed my grandparents, I don't know how old they'd be, over 100 years old now. 
Okay. My grandfather and grandmother born in 1918. Franklin Roosevelt was alive. Walt Disney was alive. Woodrow Wilson. This was this was 20 years before World War II started that were alive. My grandfather would talk about. I'd, I'd ask him. I'd say, Grandpa, uh, what did y'all do for lunch during the Great Depression? Because they in Austin. Okay, they lived in East Austin. Yeah. And they would walk out by where, like, where the domain is now. Uh-huh. <clears throat> That's where the cotton fields were. Yeah. And they were sharecroppers, I might add. Okay. And and they would walk all the way out there. They would walk all the way out to these fields. And I'd say, well, what did y'all do for lunch? And he'd just start laughing. And he'd say, lunch? He said, well, <laughs> he said, we really tried to just make sure we had water. He said, but if we did have lunch, we'd take one of our leftover biscuits that Mama made for breakfast, roll it up in a handkerchief, and stick it in our back pocket Yeah. so that maybe we might have a biscuit. Would have a biscuit. Yeah, okay. you know my granny was telling me she grew up in Oklahoma. Yep. But because um, I talked to her about it years ago, to take baths, what they would do is they would have uh, yeah, like a trough outside, yeah. but they would boil water inside. I guess like on their, what is it, like a wood burning stove, yep. they would heat up their water and they would heat it up with that. Yep. But all the entire family would bathe in that same water Yeah. because you couldn't afford to change out the bath water every time. And if it got cold, you would just go and boil more water. And I'm like, do you know what would happen nowadays? Like even me, like, even and I feel like I I do pretty darn well of not being like super over the top like bougie and stuff. But when our when we had no water pressure, mm-hmm. I'm on the phone calling the city like, what's going on? Like we can't bathe, we can't flush the toilet and stuff. And think yeah. about that like running. We have a bathtub in the house and and I'm saying all this, and you're exactly right. Yeah, and I'm saying all this to say this. That grandfather, both of them, that would be, one of them would be, one of them was 1914. Wow. Would be 106 now. The other one would be 102. These grandfathers from the time I was a small child didn't leave me as they found me. Because what that, one of them saw World War II. One of them fought the, fought the Nazis in Germany. Yeah. The other one fought the Great Depression yeah. in America. And these men would not leave me as they found me. So I was raised to be challenged. My father, my father was, uh, what was his ring? Master Sergeant in the uh, United States Marine Corps. Yeah. Okay. Um, let me tell you what he used to do. Okay. My kid would fall out of his chair if we did this. Okay? You didn't even really get it when I first told you. Over the summers, whether we had work or not, he would come in and even on a Saturday demand that I get out of bed by eight o'clock. Yeah. And you know what he used to tell me? Now don't anybody get butt hurt because I'm about to mention Donald Trump. Yeah. Donald Trump was always kind of the the measure of success. Right. It was like growing up, you know, you want to be like Trump because this is way before he was a politician because he had billions of dollars, right? He was right. a real estate mogul. My dad would tell me, he'd, he'd, I'd say, I don't have anything to do. He said, let's find something for you to do. 
Because I guarantee you right now, Donald Trump is not asleep. I guarantee you he's been up for hours figuring out how to make his next dollar. Yes. I have been challenged yeah. in every area of my life, my whole life. Yeah. Challenged by football coaches. I've been challenged by personal trainers. I've been challenged by my wife. I've been challenged by my kids, by my grandparents, by my parents, yeah. by teachers who would not leave me as they found me, mentors, personal mentors, um, bosses. I have been challenged. And the most and most important place that I can think to be challenged is in the house of God. Yes. We were challenged today. Right. Today. Uh, Pastor Mark preached out of someone blessed is the man that does not stand in the counsel of the ungodly or uh, walk in the counsel of the ungodly nor stands in the seat of the scornful nor sits in the whatever and it, it, and and he basically he straight up said he said uh, if you want a more blessed life stop sinning yeah well that's challenging because the modern Christian immediately says oh that's legal if I'm yeah I have gray right 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 now no no you no, can't no. just stop sinning. Obviously, what he is saying is you are not going to be sinless. There was only one person who was ever sinless. But as a Christian, it is your calling. Everyone has the same one here, right here, to walk in holiness and to strive daily. And I don't understand why this aggravates people. Be the best you. Strive daily to be the best person that Check you can out. be. That isn't, see, where legalism comes in is this. If we were saying stop sinning so that you can be saved. Right. That's not what we're saying. We're saying that, 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 that how you walk affects the blessing level of your life. And I think I'm going to say that it affects how many people you will reach. Absolutely. In this world. Absolutely. Um which everyone is called to be to minister so, to people who are lost. So I would encourage people listening to keep your desire up to be challenged. Yes. Be around some people that call you up a level. Yes. And, and, and while I think that the results of this poll are absurd, according to scripture, I'm not surprised by it. No. Or our generation. Cause if I just think too, yeah. I think the people that probably respond to that, Sadie is she's younger. She's in her twenties. If you've never been through anything, yeah, I think that's the that's the people that don't want to be challenged because they've never had to endure. Like I think about some people, twenty five years old, if they had to go through some of the things you and I went through at twenty five, say twenty five to thirty, yeah. They would fold up, wrap themselves in a blanket on the side of the road, and suck yeah. their thumbs. They wouldn't know how to do it. Like It's true. Do you remember the night we didn't have money, so our electricity got shut off? And so yeah. we slept in our car in the driveway? Yep. They wouldn't do it. And we didn't go. My parents were seriously, like, what, eight streets down from us? Yeah. Your parents were just across town? We didn't and both go. of them would have paid the bill. Absolutely. But, and we didn't go over to their house to nope. sleep. We said, you know what? No, like this, we're grown folk. We're going to, we're going to deal with it. We're going to sleep in our vehicle tonight. Or I just, I just think people who have never been challenged. And so that's why 
I know a lot of times we say yes, like we we strive to give our kids a lot. We don't we're not really of the cloth of make them just work their butts off for like their first vehicle or something like that. But there are things that we do and we allow them to be challenged. We allow them to have to think it out for themselves and we allow failure. Yep. Um it is because I have felt the pain of saying goodbye to people that I love. Yeah. It is because I have felt the, the physical pain of the different injuries that I suffered in football. Yeah. It's because I have walked through the pain of the excitement of pregnancy only to find out that the baby has died. Right. Uh, it, it is because I have felt the pain of Wyatt saying he wanted to go live with his biological mother. Right. Which, yeah. which you, you heard earlier in the podcast, he reversed course and made a grown man decision. Right. It is because I've walked through those painful experiences that were extremely challenging that it doesn't bother me as a man to look at somebody and draw a boundary or tell them, no, that's not what we're going to do. Because yeah. no matter what I have to stand up and do, it's not as hard as saying goodbye to an old friend that's dying. Yeah. It's not it's not as hard as breaking bones in half. It's not as hard as saying goodbye to your child. It's it, none it is it is it is it is in the the breaking of one's life that they find the strength to become better. And so I would rather be broken by God's word and by God's man using God's word, yeah. by preachers using that word than to be broken by life. Yeah. I would rather I would rather eat that word than eat failure in life because life teaches a much harder lesson than that beautiful word does. Yes. No, absolutely. I think I think we've chewed that one <laughs> up a little bit <laughs> and give or giving people something to chew on. Uh, let's well, get into what you want to do first, like our top five. Yeah, a little quotes. segment called "What You Got." What you got? So I have one thing I've been watching and one thing I've been listening to. Okay. And shout out to what I've been watching. You've been watching it too. It's on Netflix. It's called Country Every Ever After. Oh, so stinking Coffee, good. Coffee Anderson and his wife, Priscilla. Priscilla. Mm -hmm. And um, I am just in love with this show, in love with that family. Yes. Coffee Anderson, country singer, but also Christian people. He inspires me to be a more positive person and just his life in general yeah. and uh, hers as well. Yes, yeah, she is a <coughs> strong, strong woman. What okay. I've been listening to nonstop is the new album from a dear friend of mine that I went to school right here in Bartlett, Texas with, Reverend, they call him Rev K.J. Blaine. Mm. His name's Kevin Blaine on my Facebook. Rev K.J. Blaine, and his album is Lyrical Faith. Lyrical Faith. And... um these these tracks have a message behind them, and they've already ministered to me and so many other people. So I would encourage you, wherever you stream music, you can find it, Apple, Spotify, all of it, Lyrical Faith. Go check it out. That's what I've got. So you've only got two. What you got? All right. I'm going to do top five favorite Instagram people today because it, it changes daily. Right. So <laughs> I've got my pen and pad ready to go. There you go. All right. Vintage Porch. Her name is Natalie. She's absolutely amazing. Uh, she is from like the Tucson, Arizona uh, area. 
the Rambling Redhead. She is up in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. She also has a coffee shop named Armor Coffee. And then if y'all have ever tried the Verb Energy Bars, their coffee shop just collabed with Verb Energy Bars for one of their like most popular lattes that they serve at Armor Coffee um, up in the DFW area. And I want to say it's like their butter coffee or something like that. I can't wait to try it. Um, certified celebrator. I've talked about her a lot, but she is like hands down. She is like my goal <laughs> of who, who I want to be. Um, the sister studio. She is also up in the Dallas area. I actually think she is from where we got Jojo, which Rockwall. Yeah. I think she's from the Rockwall area. Um, yep. and then Daryl, and oh, wait a minute. You can't just gloss over that. The people may not know who Jojo is. Oh, Jojo is our Mastiff. Yes. Yes. Is a tiny, about 130-pound brindle Mastiff. puppy dog that yeah. is the guardian of the house. Carry on. Yeah. Um, and then for number five, just for tonight, it's Daryl and Dinner. And she is from, I think, like the L.A. area. and Dinner? No. Daryl. Ann. That's that's her first name. Daryl Ann. A-N-N. Dinner. Dinner. Uh-huh. D-E-N-N-E-R. Um, absolutely love love her. So, Very cool. obviously I follow a t- I mean, I've got, if I just scroll through here, I can tell you all of them are my favorites, but okay. but those are the top ones that <clears throat> popped up on I like, like it. My I'm going to go role. check every single one I'm at. I wrote them all down. Good. What's your quote of the day, Mama? Oh, I had two. It's going to be hard to choose from. Um, okay. Nelson Mandela. Yeah, that's going to be good. I never lose. I either win or learn. Oh, I like that. Isn't that good? Yeah, my second one is don't wish for it, work for it. Here's mine. You are not always going to be motivated, so you must learn to be disciplined. I like it. Now, we didn't agree on a celebrate you, so maybe I, I had something, unless you have a celebrate you. I have something because we're getting close to the end of the year and it's about time to sit down and do goals and then work on challenges yep. and stuff. But uh, one of the ladies I follow on Instagram, I feel like half of my sentences start like that. That's okay. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, in, in, in my grandpa's day, most of his sentences started like this. I read in the paper the other day. Yeah, I guess that is it's like the same thing. Like my paper. Um, but she started something with her oldest daughter, and I would like to implement this into like our family meetings or with the boys. But her and her oldest daughter are picking like a challenge a week, something that'll mm-hmm. challenge themselves. So I have picked my challenge for the week. And it's gonna be to not hit the snooze button. Like, if there was ever anyone that could win a competition at how many times you could hit a snooze button I've got mine. in the next 40, like, in a 45-minute span of time, it's me. Like, I am snooze button queen. I know what mine's going to be. What I'm not going to go for a second. Oh, that's a good one. The eat what's on my plate, that's enough for any reasonable human being to, to stay alive. No seconds. Okay. Do you think I cannot hit the snooze button? 
I'm going to be honest with you. It's going to be difficult because you hit that snooze button a lot. <laughs> I was in the living room this morning watching uh, some Christian programming, kind of getting my mind right for church. And I heard the ducks start to quack back here. Yeah. The the, the alarm is whack, 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 quack yeah. and duck. Yeah. I thought Phil Robertson was around here somewhere. And then I heard it quack again and again, like four times. Yeah. Well, I set typically between three and five alarms, depending on how early I need to wake so up. So you're still going to do multiple alarms. I'm not doing multiple alarms. I am going to set one alarm and I am going to roll my voluptuous booty. Oh, it's cute too. Out of bed. The minute that it's, I'm not saying it's not going to go off for a minute or two. Because I can sleep through a through an alarm, but I am not going to hit the snooze button. I am going to put my feet on the ground. I am going to turn off the alarm, and I'm going to go get some coffee. I like it. I think we can do it. And I'm not going to go back for seconds. So I challenge you. Pick a weekly challenge. Not yep. you, you, but you listening. <laughs> i tell you what would be cool is from this day forward, Write them down every week, and then at the end of the year, review the fifty-two challenges that you gave yourself. Oh, and see if it see if you, see if you are still sticking with them. Yeah, because obviously, I don't want to just not hit the snooze for a week. Like I want it to become a habit. But was it three twenty-one days? To ah, uh, yeah. I mean, that's what they say, but I, I don't know if that's accurate or not. Yeah, I don't know. We'll have to do some research, but yeah. So let's do that. Let's start our weekly challenge. And then we'll give everybody a follow-up next week. Well, we have rambled for 52 minutes and five seconds. Oh, that's good. I think people want to hear it for longer. Well, maybe if we would start recording before 10 o'clock. 10.30. It's 11 o'clock. Okay. Yeah. So that was fun. Yep. I don't have anything else to say, believe it or not. I don't either. I am ready for Thank a... you all for listening. And so glad very to be much. Back. So glad to be back. Share this. Obviously, put it out on your socials and let's get let's get these numbers going back up again and uh we are back every Thursday. We will be up and going and uh we really do have some pretty cool stuff that we've got planned for 2021 uh and we are super excited about it. We just we had to get through we had to get through November, and we're going to forget that November 2020 ever existed. So that's all I've got. How about you? Love you, Mama. Love you, Daddy. Bye. Six more sleeps, homies. Six more sleeps. Chasing payment on my own. Because you're here to stay every night.